Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today and I hope you are having a great, great day wherever you are. Um, the weekend is close by. We're not yet the weekend. We're just halfway there, but we'll get there. Um, so uh, basically, we're going to talk today about the Hindu religious um charitable and endowment act of 1951 okay why is it the portuguese inquisition 2.0 okay so let's start with the portuguese inquisition the portuguese inquisition was started actually in on the iberian peninsula it was in spain um and the inquisition uh, was enacted by the Spanish court, uh, which was considered Latin Roman Catholic that time. Um, and this inquisition uh, meant that all Jews, if they were to remain on territory, had to convert to Christianity. Um, and if they didn't, they would be killed, they would be persecuted, and they, the land and everything would be confiscated. Okay. Uh, so now if it's confiscated, uh, they would lose everything. And even if they converted, okay, if the, if the Jews converted, they would risk of losing everything or being killed if they, uh, were, um, if they were caught practicing their old habits again. So if they converted um, and then quietly and the quiet, they didn't speak the new language, they went back to the old language, they went back to the old customs, they would be persecuted. The land would be taken. There was no security for them. Okay. Uh, and this, then they moved to Portugal and Portugal was a little bit more lenient, but then one of the Portuguese, the, the uh, port, uh, Spanish queens or princesses married someone, of um, a Portuguese um, royal royalty and in the uh, contract of marriage it was to said that all Jews should be uh, sent away from the land of Portugal for the kingdom of Portugal and that became the inquisition they were persecuted they were chased they were persecuted and basically there's not much Judaism left in, in the, on the Iberian Peninsula. Uh, now, where does this come from? Because remember, Judaism is, uh, sorry, Christianity is actually Judaism. The Jewish kingdom, the kingdom of Yehuda, uh, 3,000 years ago broke up within 100, 200 years of its forming, uh, very soon afterwards. Uh, the kingdom was broken into two, very much like uh, India, Pakistan. It was broken into the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom. The Southern Kingdom uh, then became the smaller state of Yehud or Judea. Uh, and the Northern Kingdom remained the Kingdom of um, Israel. Um, they basically fought for corruption and money. And because the main monument of that time was the Temple Mount, it went into the Southern Kingdom. And this land was... Uh, 
on a fault line, like I've said many times before, and because of that, there were many pandemics, there were many uh, um, earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions. They were always in a zone which was very difficult to live in, as a result of which very, uh, you know, um, transit zone people came from all over. There were many impurities, many diseases. And so they had strict laws for cleanliness, strict laws for um, to maintaining social distance. And any interpretation of the law was the, had to do with the uh, with the Jewish orthodoxy, which you can see in the Old Testament, chapter thirteen. Sorry, chapter uh, chapter three, um, Levitic, Leviticus or Leviticus. Um, and from that book, uh, chapter three, you'll have subchapter twelve, thirteen, and you can see all of that over there. Um, so when the Southern Kingdom broke off. Over the next 900 years, they, they reformed and reformed and became slaves and were taken over by other kingdoms. They were subordinates, the, you know. And finally, they, they became the Roman, they joined the, the Romans, they became the Roman province of Judea. And the southern kingdom um, was then disbanded in 1935 AD. Um, after which they slowly, the southern kingdom and the descendants and tribes from the southern kingdom joined the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire then became, um, and they became Catholic. So Christianity or Catholicism originally was Judaic. It was the same ideology. It was just rebranded in another interpretation. That's why they often say Judeo-Christian. Okay, because Christianity is Judaism. Without Judaism, there will not be Christianity, and without Judaism, there won't be Islam. Okay, because the Northern Kingdom, the tribes from the Northern Kingdom, were just then disbanded, uh, finding themselves all around the place, and the faction, those tribes, and the factions that were in Medina, formerly Yathrib, then joined together with people, with tribes of the area, tribes from Mecca, and then formed the Northern Kingdom or the the Kingdom of the Kingdom of Islam, or should I say, the Caliphate of Islam and the Colonial Empire of Islam, and that's how we get Islam. They're actually all Judaic kingdoms, politically um, separated and disbanded, reformed into different groups, and each pretend, uh, pretending to be different from the other, but they're actually the same. No God has come and given them anything, but because they interpret the laws of the land, the original laws, in different ways for cleanliness, they've all become political. Uh, using these laws, they've all interpreted with new factions, new political factions, and these new political factions now have become uh, kingdoms, empires, countries, um, and each one wants to, has over time want to eliminate the other because they they don't agree with their way of these cleanliness laws, these uh, purification laws, these purity laws, the customs and which have which evolved depending on the land they live on. So these purity laws are different, and each one thinks that the other one is is a devil or. Um, 
what can I say, heathen or a pagan. So Christians think that the, the Jews are pagan. Uh, the Jews think that the Christians are pagan. The, both of them think the Muslims are pagan. And it's a rat race, musical chairs around each other. That's why they've been fighting for 3,000 years. It's basically the same kingdom of Israel that's been, you know, uh, broken up so many times that they cannot even recognize each other anymore. Having said that, having said that, um, what is important to know, um, what is very important to know is that it ended up during the, I think, I'm not sure of the century, I think it was 12th, 13th century, um, the Portuguese Inquisition started. Uh, the Spanish Inquisition that then went on to the Portuguese Inquisition. And the Portuguese Inquisition, the Portuguese then invaded Goa uh, in 1498. They left, came back in 1510. And from there, they stayed on for 450 years uh, of uninvited uh, rule. Over time, they began the Portuguese Inquisition in Goa until 1812. Basically, their ideology is we are supreme, we are the truth, the way, the life. Anyone who doesn't agree with us, who doesn't align with us, will, have, will be eliminated. They were persecuted, they were hanged, they were butchered, they were burnt, they were... Um, they were spun on a wheel and, and attached to a wheel and dragged and, 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 and uh, burnt alive. Um, that was all tactics to eliminate and, and change, eliminate and destroy the, the, the natives of the land. Very much like the English did. Uh, the English did um, kill the Indian and save the child. It means eliminate anyone who does not ally with and doesn't look like us. If you don't look like us, you, don't, uh, you are not uh, clean as you, it, automatically you are not clean as us, okay? If you're not clean as us and you don't look like us, you have to even look like us. It means you have to mix and assimilate into our, 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 um, our people. You have to eventually uh, reduce your, pure, your ethnicity and become more European. And by that way, we will eliminate your race. And that's, that's what everyone does, okay? The, is, uh, the Muslims who came in, the invaders, Islamic invaders came in, and they did exactly the same thing. Um, they did the same, same thing. They, uh, what they did was they butchered everyone without even asking. They butchered everyone as much as possible. Anyone who did not align, align with them or form an alliance with them, they considered them kufr, which is unclean, which is kufr is the Islamic way of saying Dalit. Okay, uh, exactly, exactly Dalit. So Dalit is the Hebrew way of saying poor. Kufar is the, is the Islamic way of saying poor. They eliminate you, they destroy you, they kill you, or you convert to their religion or their imp imperial ideology. Um, they burn your temples, they burn your books, they burn your libraries, they burn your universities, uh, they burn everything. Uh, and they make you behave like them. Um, and basically, that is another way of saying kill the Indian and save the child. This is the, this is the supremacy of Abrahamic groups. So in Goa, uh, the worst of this was in Goa and 
in Kerala, because many people know that the Inquisition also happened in Kerala, but they're very quiet about it uh, because it was not official. They just clean, cleansed out all the Jews there because remember, Christianity is a form of Judaism. So they cleansed out all the Jews, forced them to convert to, to Christianity, the Latin Christianity, because there are many denominations. And basically, that's the long and short of the story. Uh, besides the Inquisition, they took land from uh, from the Hindus, forced them not to practice their rituals, destroyed about 300 temples, um, forbade them from uh, speaking their language, forbade them from... Um, uh, from practicing their rituals, their marriages, uh, their festivals, um, they were forced to basically, you know, kill the Indian and then and 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 save the child and rebranded as Christians. Now, even as Christians, they were not given full status because they were not the same race or hierarchy as the Portuguese in India. So they were always second-class citizens instead of being first-class citizens in their own home. Uh, like I said, the temples were destroyed. Uh, and finally, in 1812, it was the British who had gone there to ally with them for a sudden geopolitics at that time, finally realized there was the Inquisition. It was the British who stopped them, and that's why it was stopped officially. Unofficially, it still went on, okay? And the Inquisition can, um, continues in our home. That means they do everything to make us not believe in our ancestors, to get us to forget um, our, um, our native uh, languages. I don't speak my native languages because it was considered vernacular. It was considered third grade. It was considered, uh, you know, I mean, you know, with a thick accent, you would not speak it. Um, I picked it up from the older generation a little bit here and there, but I don't speak the language. Uh, we were abused. You're beaten up. You're killed. You're not killed. You're beaten. You're abused. You're threatened. You're fed all the negative energy in order to keep you down and keep you in a negative state of mind where you're not empowered to think out of the box. You're not empowered to, to be better, to grow, to... Um, to fly your wings, you have to always be in a negative state of mind and be on their plantation so they can control you and by that they control your vote. So the inquisition to break your spirit and lead this negative life will go on, um, has gone on in our homes. Now that's the Portuguese inquisition. Now for my podcast today is the Hindu Religious Act, uh, Charitable and Endowment Act of 1951, is a continuation of the Portuguese Inquisition in Goa. So what is uh, the act? The Madras Hindu Religious and Charitable Endowment Act of 1951 was enacted uh, and provided for creation of a Department of Hindu Religious and Charitable Endowments, headed by a commissioner and assisted by a hierarchy of officers. Uh, history of this, in first enacted in 1923, the Madras Hindu Religious Endowment Act was passed by the Madras Presidency in 1925. The government constituted the Hindu Religious and Charitable Endowment Board, consisting of the president of two to four commissioners nominated by the government to function as a statutory body. Um, 
basically uh, it's a continuation of the religious endowment tax of 1863. The act was to enable the government to divest itself on the management of religious endowments. Um, now, uh, basically, what it means, it, it's really difficult. Um, the, basically, um, you're looking at, it was, um, I'm, I'm trying to be as nice as possible here. Um, Hindus cannot manage the institutions. Um, and, and not only Hindus, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, Hindus, Jains, Buddhists, and Sikhs have been denied the privilege of managing their own institutions. Um, there is not a single church and a mosque uh, or related religious body where any control or interference of uh, the government is seen. It said, added that as far as the tax paying uh, or endowments is considered, consider, there's no payment of tax from churches and mosques in the country. Um, the act gives the government permission to control the temples as well as the properties on the temples. There's Almost 13 to 18 percent of the service charge levied over temples. Um, there are almost 15 states in India which take control uh, of Hindu religious institutions. When the service charges are implemented over the temples, it basically takes away the community rights as well as resources that are protecting its interests. The petition said that Hindus, Jains, Buddhists, Sikhs have similar rights to acquire. It ministers. Um, Sorry, there's a petition in the in the High Court um, um, that Hindus, Jains, Buddhists, and Sikhs have similar rights to acquire and administer movable and immovable properties of their religious places, like Muslims and Christians, um, and basically, um, the, there's a petition in the High Court which um, is asking for this now. Why only two groups? Why only Christians and Muslims are allowed to do it, although the Constitution gives everyone rights? Why only two groups? Because these two are colonial invaders. They had the money, they had the power, and they took over the land, they took over the, the Hindu ecosystem, they buried the temples, they burnt the temples, they destroyed the temples, um, and they built their churches and mosques over these temples. Okay, and it's very clear. There is proof. There's written proof. There's architectural proof. You see very often uh, Shiva Lingam in within the walls of of a Muslim uh, mosque or dargah, uh, and they build a temple around this. The money it's controlled by their own board. The money from this is go it goes to use uh, to um, for madrasas to teach the teach them in schools teach the Muslim students in schools, uh, hold charitable trust, hold, buy land, um, you know, uh, pay for, for businesses, uh, economics, uh, help uh, Muslims with economics, and that's why they're growing so fast. And similarly with Christians. How does only 3% or 4% of Christians, like I think there's more, although officially not, because we can't trust the, I can't trust the Christians in, in India and their, and the churches. They are absolute bunch of liars. Um, and I'm so disgusted with them. I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted. Um, why are they um, basically 
um, have the right to control these, these churches and these temples? Do you know that they are the second or the third largest landowner in the country after the, the defense? Uh, I mean, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. How do you own so much of land? Where did you get the money from? Is Jesus going to give you the money? Who is giving you the money? Basically, all this money coming from the churches, the donations and everything, and the drug uh, peddling business in the Northeast, because we know that they're controlling the drug cartels in the Northeast. So all this drug money is just going to buy out the, the, the government in the last 60 years. Um, and basically, uh, once they buy out, they buy out the land, then they build, they build uh, schools where they further indoctrinate the, the, the child and they make sure that uh, all the other poor children uh, and children from Hindu schools who have been uh, pre prevented from having their own schools, Hindu schools, will go, now go to Christian schools. Once they go to Christian schools, they will be what they are going to do is kill the Christian and keep kill the Indian and keep them keep the man. Now they have taken him away from his roots. They've given him some stupid, disgusting secular education, which has no roots in anything, no structure, no adept, no connection. You are lost. They're not teaching you empowerment. They're not teaching you to be empowered or, or um, intelligent to challenge the status quo because they don't want you to challenge them. Uh, they want you to be negative. They keep you, they, they make you into puppets. They All they want you to do is be yes masters so that the elite can remain elite. They, you will never challenge the elite. You never challenge the churches. You never challenge the, the mosque. And they will continuously remain this feudal society. They've got a fake name on the top saying democratic. They've got a fake name on the top saying secular or democratic country, equal, equality labs, equality this. And they rebrand you as casters in Hindu, but they rebrand themselves as, as, you know, equal and equality and pluralistic and multiculturalism. But by, by keeping a control on their temples and on their churches and mosques, they have money. And this money is, is invested to produce more money and more money and buy more land. So they are growing in, in, in leaps and bounds, but they have done everything to make sure that the natives of the land, the Hindic people, are considered as savages. Just like they've treated the natives of Canada as savages, they have done everything to keep the Indian people, the Hindu people, Dharmic people as savages. Now, when the temples do not have uh, endowment or the temples do not have control of the money, at the end of the day, it's all about money and power. They have no ecosystem for charities. They have no ecosystem for schools to transfer the education to a new generation of, uh, and new society. Um, they have no money to for hospitals or or. or or foster care, because our temples in the ancient world were, were, was an ecosystem. It was not just a temple to pray. Around the temple were mats where they studied school, the, the schools, they studied the Vedas, they studied Sanskrit, they studied the knowledge of our ancestors was transmitted. They also had uh, foster cares, the people, who, children who were left without families, they would be taken care of. Uh, then they had, besides the school system, they had an economic system where dharamshalas um, or people who would, um, people who came from, 
people who came from outside, who travelers were, were put up and, and given a chance to stay there. Um, also, people who were sick, people who, who needed help, had financial difficulties. They were helped by the community around. And that community was controlled by the temple. Um, and so as a result of which, the ecosystem was strong. And, and, and they were connected to the land. They were connected to the roots. And that's how the civilization prospered. But the moment you remove the temples, you remove the economics of the land, you, you, you remove the schools, now you don't have an ecosystem. And if you don't have an ecosystem, what are you doing? You're killing the Indian and saving the, killing the Indian and saving the man. You can then fill that void with fake Christian education, fake secular education, ignorant, absolutely ignorant Islamic education, which gives you absolutely nothing. It's not teaching you head nor tail. I mean, it's absolutely nothing. Uh, besides be good, you're going to heaven, you're going to hell, this one says this, this one says that. There's no connection, there's no cycle, there is no power, empowerment, there's no, there is nothing. And I'm telling you as a Christian who grew up in Abrahamic um, life, which is exactly the same across the board, whether you have it as Christian, whether you have it as Muslim, whether you have it as um, Judaic, it's the same. It's heaven and hell. They tell you, you must be, you live in fear. They, they embody you to live in fear and negativity. It's always us versus them, heaven versus hell, the devil versus God. And whoever doesn't believe in us is the devil. Whoever who believes in us is, is going to heaven. And that is basically the long and short of the story. So they've destroyed the Indian, the Hindic ecosystem. But why do they want to do it? Because colonization is not over. We like to say um, colonization's over. We like to say we got uh, independence, but we did not get independence. It's a f it's fake news. Um, and there are many articles about this in papers, and the best I've seen is, I think, Jaipur Di Dialogues. Uh, this, and it says clearly, the Hindu Religious and Charitable uh, Endowment Act of 1951 is a tool for a political agenda rather than a measure for protection and preservation of the religious institutions. So they basically... Um, it is a political agenda, absolutely. It is a continuation of colonization. So colonization 2.0, but it's also more important, a continuation of the Portuguese Inquisition. Their goal in totality is to eliminate the Hindic society, the Vedic society, and replace it with a society as South America, um, and you have um, North America, which is basically drugs, poverty, drugs, poverty, uh, drugs, poverty. I mean, there's, there's nothing. There's no soul. There's no attachment. There is absolutely nothing, 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 nothing. Um, yes, the people have built a soul now. There's, they in, you have in, in Canada, in America, in North America, they are, they've got their own religious institutions, but there's no connection to the land because they're all connecting to the top. They're, they're connecting to the top, the heavens, but you're not connected to the top. You're not connected to the heavens in any way. No heaven can come and help you because the atmosphere, your energy is connected to the land. You're an extension of the metaphysical energy, uh, the swirling and the churning of the earth from the inner core. Uh, that inner core then 
um, provides you the energy. It it goes through the surface of the earth and you're an extension of that energy. So until you understand the land, until you understand the resources, how to live, how to survive on this land, how to... Uh, to, to treat the land well, to uh, keep it for the generations to come. Um, basically, that's the long and the short of the story. Um, you're going to lose every single day, and that's what they want to do. That's what the drug cartel of the church wants you. They've got drug cartels which they have kept quiet. The Congress has kept quiet about their drug cartels controlling the Northeast and building these temp churches after churches of the church, uh, and all supported by drug cartels, AK 47s, white, uh, um, you know, and. Uh, uh, Naxalites, uh, assailants. Why? Because they are not a religion. In the front, they have a religion. In the back, they are, they are political mafia. They're just a mafia. Each church acts as a mafia. Uh, they have their own armies. Why do you need an army if you have God? Because their God doesn't exist. It's basically a mafia outfit. And behind them is a Christian drug cartel. And from the north, you have the Islamic drug cartels coming into the country and selling in drugs. Um, in the ancient world, these these empires were the same. There's nothing great. They were um, controlling the trade routes, and the trade routes also meant controlling money and power, controlling drugs. You think drugs is new? Drugs is not new. It's It's been going on for forever and ever. And controlling these drug routes and trade routes made a big amount of money for them. The people would die from these opium addictions, but they didn't care. They'll have, you know, they'll produce gazillion more people and that's exactly what it is so they take you away from the roots make you believe in some fake someone in the heavens but that's no one you can you can repeat a book a thousand times until you do not know how to align with the with the ground with the people on the ground with the land with the energies of the earth and give back to the land uh you do not uh, there is no ecosystem to help you to prop you up to understand the currents and the waves the highs and the lows uh you know you're going to lose and and you need economics for that at the end of the day it's about economics but if they've taken away the temples they've taken away the economics that means they've taken away the schools that means they've taken away um the ecosystem and they have will finally uh take kill the indian and save the child to rebrand the child as some hollow drug addicted uh secular person um and that's why you see all of them doing drugs, the Bollywood, the Hollywood, the alcoholism. Um, I mean, there's nothing else to it. And not only that, we've lost our identity, uh, the dilution of the Hindu identity. As uh, Jaipur Dialogue says, uh, the control of the temple administration has led to a dilution of Hindu religious uh, identity and practices. It enables outsiders to influence the beliefs and customs of the devotees. It also acts as a suppressor of the rights of of dharmic followers. Um, I never knew this existed. I never knew about that. Uh, this is discrimination left, right, and center. This is legal apartheid, which we talked about yesterday. Absolute legal apartheid. And this is another way, is, is the Portuguese Inquisition 2.0. This is exactly what they did during the Portuguese Inquisition, the occupation. They're just doing it now on a legal basis. So they've converted the Portuguese Inquisition into a legal apartheid. 
apartheid 2.0 and here we go we are still sucking it up to them and pretending that all religions are the same all religions are not the same there are two groups that are absolute colonial terrorists and they pretend they're victims but it's just a narrative to keep you hostage and that is important to know but we can change we can empower ourselves with knowledge we can um learn better uh we can heal and more importantly we can once we heal from the inside we can remove the anger and we can rise up better to a better society and a better tomorrow but we need to heal for that no violence stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets and then at your borders empower yourself with knowledge with conversation uh with empowerment uh with positive energy and you will change the energy on the street and at your borders. On that note, I let you go. I thank you for your time. You have yourself a great, great, fantastic day.